What's up, guys? Welcome to The Unknown Show, where every time you click on an episode, you don't know what you're going to get. I'm your host, Jackson Feldbauer, and this week we have a guest on the show, an avid Stephen King reader and a fan of the show alone. When he's not out delivering foods for Meals on Wheels, he's either sitting on the porch watching nature or downstairs working out. From all the way across America, please welcome my grandpa to the show. So, Hello, how are y'all today? <laughs> so, um, have you done anything fun today so far? Well, I sat out on the porch, like you mentioned, and watched the birds. And we've got a couple of hummingbirds that are coming by. Oh, so, nice. um, just quite easy. Nothing <laughs> much going on. Nice, nice. We had a few. We, I think it was two hummingbirds that I saw uh, this morning when Hatch woke me up. They were chasing each other by our flower pots we so, had um only one squirrel today to come by yesterday we had eight at one time oh wow yeah so uh i don't know what the deal is today but uh looking for them tomorrow maybe they're all out at someone else's backyard or something it could it could be i'm not sure i hope they stay there but um i doubt it <laughs> yeah so you don't have to take any of them out <clears throat> Well, I sort of called sending them to Acorn Heaven is what I do. Mm, mm-hmm. If they violate, they know, I've, I've told them, don't get on my bird feeders. They all <laughs> know that. I've told them a number of times, don't get on the bird feeder. If they do, then they go to bird, uh, to Acorn Heaven. Man, they just must not listen, I guess. They don't. It, I think it's a female thing, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, so this episode, we're going to be talking kind of about college. Um, as you guys all know, I'm going to college in a month now, kind of. And uh, he's already been to college, but we're going to kind of compare the two from when he went and what it's like now when I'm going. So what year was it that you went to college? I started in uh, 1966. Uh, you know, that was a year I graduated, and then in, I think around September is when I, I started college. So, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of when, what? No, no, that's not. Wait, yeah, that's kind of when we're starting, because we start August 30th, which is almost September. So, well, nice. So, uh, what were you going to say? I, I was... Um, we had a junior college at that particular time. It was about um, 40 miles from where I lived. And uh, my brother had already, he was a year older than me, and he had already uh, gone a year. So uh, I decided to go there, especially because it was cheap. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you know the price of it when you... Went? I do. We were paying, uh, at that particular time, it was, we were on the semester system and we were paying $1,200 a semester. And that included, uh, you know, tuition and room and board. Oh, okay. I was going to say that, I mean, it's still not much, but it, it seemed a lot less than, or yeah, a lot more than I expected, but with everything combined... That's definitely a lot cheaper. All right. So did you know what you wanted to be when you uh, went in 
to college? Yeah, I had a pretty good idea. Um, I had um, a good background in science, especially chemistry. And I had a (laughs) chemistry teacher that uh, he and I really meshed real well. And so he sort of led me down the path of um, staying in science and looking at a field in chemistry. So when I uh, went to school there, um, I started out and ended uh, majoring in chemistry. Mm, mm. Nice. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> chemistry is well, difficult. Well, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we you have to realize now, this was a very small uh, junior college. It was located in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say, it was only two years. And it was a Methodist-supported school. Mm. And um, it... Um, you know, it had a pretty good faculty and things like that. And uh, I thought the chemistry and math uh, departments were very, very good. I struggled with things like foreign languages, which I never, never, never mastered any of them. And um, had a lot of problems with uh, English and literature and things like that, but did okay in sciences. Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. Math and science are my my worst too that I yeah. do. So, and if I go for my bachelor's, um I'll have to take another chemistry. So, I don't You'll know. Be okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll mm-hmm. I'll try to get through it. So So let's see. So so you started September and did they have you like go to your dorms before school started or was it like, well, obviously it was before, but like, was it a long time before or did, was it just like right around when school started, you were in your dorms and then you went? For me, it was, it was right around when school started. Now, as I mentioned, my brother had, was already there. Mm. Um, he had attended the first year. And uh, so I roomed with him. And so, you know, he knew the basically the ins and outs of the thing, and so uh, we did. I, I the best I remember, we would go. We just went up one day, and I think we started orientation or classes the next day. Okay, so like the day after, basically. Mm-hmm. But that's right. nice that you kind of already had an in. You kind of knew exactly like what's going on. So that that's that's really nice. Yeah, we so when we uh we go to our dorms 3 days before. It's the 27th. I think well actually I think it's the 26th and the 27th. Uh so 2 days, but uh I think it's based on where you're staying. So um but yeah, so we've got like 3 days to get used to it before that so i'm i'm hoping to kind of figure out the ins and outs three the three days before um going and getting my dorm all set up and that's going to be a definitely a different experience uh living on my own with a bunch of people so but you know it is but that it to me that is one of the biggest parts of of college is is getting number one getting to know the people but also knowing how to live with them and 
live around them. Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're gonna you're gonna see every person, every type of personality you can imagine there, and you're gonna you're gonna meet people. You're gonna get to know them, and then all of a sudden, for one reason or another, they're gonna be gone. Maybe mm. drop out, you know, things like that. So yeah. that's a big part of education. Yeah. I so like I feel like my dorm dorm people are going to be pretty different too. I've only really talked to one of the guys and he's doing what I'm doing. Um but the other two I have no clue who they are. They yeah. were just kind of thrown in there since we didn't find more people. But it was not it was nice how they our school set it up. It was like you made almost an application so so you so you applied for the dorm that you wanted. Uh, like the section, I guess. And then uh, your application had a bunch of stuff like when you like to go to bed, how clean are you, stuff like that, and like things you like doing, hobbies. And then you could uh, look through other people who applied to the same section and kind of group up with them or like message them to group with them. And, uh, And so that's how me and that other guy found each other. He seemed like he'd be an okay uh, roommate and then uh, we didn't find anyone else so we got kind of two other people added in well I can assure you that our school did not ask those questions I, yeah I think they had the uh, just put a you know a piece of paper with names on the wall and threw darts at them is the best I can tell <laughs> yeah that yeah I can imagine so so what was your dorms like when you started? So, like, yeah, so when you went to school. All right, our dorm, now this is a, a wee bit unusual, but our dorm was, uh, the name of it was Susanna Wesley. Okay. It was a, at one time, it was a, a lady, a female dorm. And they had just built on on campus a very large female dorm, so they took this smaller dorm and made it um, into uh, a, a male dorm. Okay. It was, um, it was three, let's see, it was two stories and a, I'll call it a basement. Uh, I lived along my brother in the basement. There were uh, five rooms. It was, it was divided and in the basement, there was a, sort of a rec room Mm -hmm. and then on one side they had five rooms and that's where um we were and then on the other the best i remember there's about eight or ten rooms now on our side there was one community bathroom uh you know shower and everything Mm -hmm. and um of course we had a window but you were looking at nothing uh in the window (laughs) and it was two people in a room um, and you each had a little closet on each side and a, a little desk on each side. And, okay. um, you know, it was, it was, um, it was adequate, but it wasn't, uh, you know, like the ones you're going to is going to have four people in, you know, a little area there. Yeah. Well, and then you, you it was your brother in the, the room with you too. So it's like not mm-hmm. as bad. Well, I mean, it's right. not bad, but like, not as hard to get used to. Um, oh yeah. But I bet the 
Did you ever, like, being on the basement, did you ever have to deal with, like, people stomping above you? Uh, the big problem we had was people, the, the, the entrance, of course, was in the front of the building, but the easy access to the building was to go down through the basement and then go up through the stairway upstairs. So mm-hmm. it was constantly people coming through there. Oh. And, uh, but we, I, you know, I, it's a good question. I don't remember any noise much uh, coming down. Gotcha. Because the way I was kind of looking, I, I didn't know if it was that big of a thing, but I was kind of hoping for like the third. So our the way our dorms are is there's three floors. Um, I was kind of hoping for the third floor because I only have to haul everything up like twice or, or up right. once, down once. Um, so I'd rather be at the top where people can't be above me stomping and doing all this stuff. And also at the top, like I didn't even think about this. So you just uh, brought it up, but not only like a few people are going to be up and down, like in the hallway, because I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't go all the way to the top unless there you need to do something you know let me mention one other thing that is i think unique to that time period is that we had a what we call a house a mother she actually lived in the dorm mm. and she was responsible for the dorm and uh she made a daily room inspection <laughs> to make sure that you had made your bed and your room was neat. Oh my gosh. And if you didn't, then, you know, I'm, I, I never got one, but I think she gave warnings and then she would start with the demerits. And I, I don't know how you spend those demerits and everything, but I'm sure some of the guys got them anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, like military type or deal. I, I could not imagine having that only because yeah. like, I try to stay clean, but, like, if there's just one day I'm, like, running late or something, I don't got time to do all that stuff. I would I would hate to have to deal with that. Right. I agree. But it was – you just got used to it. You knew yeah. she was coming. So go ahead, get up, make your bed, and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, eventually you'd get – same with, like, when, like – when you're in like a boot camp or something and you got to wake up super early every day, like you just get right. used to it. You figure it out after like a little bit. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure after a bit I would get used to it, but I just thinking about it now, I would not want that. Exactly. But, uh, so there is an, okay. So I, so when you came out here, we were talking about this, but, um, so I just wanted to bring it up again, but so, you had someone who would wash your laundry? My brother, uh, okay, a normal student uh, would take his laundry, put it in a bag, and then we had a laundry on campus that was run by the college that did laundry for the students. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would they would starch and press shirts you know they would iron pants they would do your underwear the sheets and everything and you go pick it up and take it back to your dorm room my brother uh both of us worked Mm -hmm. uh, both years we were there but he worked in the laundry so of course we got special privileges but um 
Yeah, they would uh, do all the laundry for you. you did, I mean, it was included in your uh, tuition and, and room and board and things. See, see, that's that's really nice. Um, yeah. Because now I have to deal with doing my laundry. Um, but, oh, what was, I had a, I just saw a question. So, like, so there was, like, things you could work at the school, like, af- afterwards. Sorry, I can't can't say that right but like so like the laundry so they had jobs that you could yeah. do um my my first year uh working there uh, i worked construction the um my background up until that point my father was a contractor so i worked construction from the time i was about nine years old all the way through high school and so on but anyway um the college was in the process of building uh faculty homes Mm -hmm. uh that the faculty would live in because we were a good ways away from any any sort of town or anything so we were building homes so that's what i did and i would normally work i had most all of my classes in the morning uh uh, i started at eight o'clock and then usually by lunchtime as far as classes go i was finished so then i would Mm. report to uh the construction site and then would work i think i worked three to four hours every day okay and uh we got i guess that took off part of our um uh tuition and things yeah so that's that's how my classes are going to be um almost exactly except for monday monday i have like a I guess a short day because I just have like a two-hour block of math in the morning. But uh, my schedule for like mainly is like 8 to I think it's like 12.45. Um, and then I'm off. And then Friday, there there's no s- classes that day. So, um, yeah, so I'm planning on working afterwards. And where I'm working, I, I talked to them the other day, but where I'm Working is really nice because they close at six, so I can work until closing, and then I've got six to whenever to study if I need to. And they said they'd be really flexible as well, if uh, even if they schedule me, they'll even if it's last minute as well, they'll take me off the uh, that day. Well, I did find one unique thing about, and there were not a lot of people that worked there, uh, you know, some, but. With me going to class in the morning and then working in the afternoon, I had to use the evenings to study, just like you're you're talking. You've got to do, and yeah. you know, a lot of times you uh, you would rather be doing something else, goofing off, like you know the other population does. But uh, I don't know. I got through it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, because because what I was thinking is like, I don't know if I would study during the day anyways it would end up being like after dinner that i study um and so but then also after dinner is when everyone like wants to do stuff usually so i don't know i'll have to i'll have to figure it out but uh i'll definitely need to get studying done well i I did find that um I, it was very difficult if I had a day off or something to, to study in the dorm, I found. Mm-hmm. So what I tried to do was um, I, I would go to the library and find a secluded place and just 
go there, especially when I went on to uh, my last two years in college. Uh, I did. I wasn't working, so uh, we lived off campus. So rather than drive back to our place we were staying, I would go to the library, and I found this real unique area that I could go into, and it was quiet, and I could study, and it, it worked out really well for me. Yeah. And what's so weird now, I don't think, I don't know if our school has it, um, but like some of the schools, they're, they're doing like the, they have these weird, like quiet pods that you can do go into huh. there. It's so, it, it's so weird what they're doing, but I, I think, uh, I don't know how my school does the library stuff. It's probably like one floor is completely quiet. The next one's medium and then other floor, but I don't know. I haven't really looked around on stuff like that, but yeah. Well, it's, I think the big thing is it, to me was to get in a routine. Um, you're going to find real quickly the classes that are going to require extra. You're going to have classes that really you may not have to study at all. It's just you show up and do things. And mm-hmm. it, um, it's just finding that routine and knowing not to get behind that's the big thing is not to get behind and uh yeah you know you'll you'll work it out yep i'll figure it out so on the note of like classwork and stuff do you remember your first experience of going to class yeah i um had um a math class we you know i was thinking back while we were talking i think we were required the first year, freshman year, you had to have an eight o'clock class. Mm. Um, it was required for everybody. And I, I, you know, it was torture for some people, but uh, I guess it was to make sure you got up and started your day. Mm-hmm. But I think my first class that I remember going into was uh, um, a calculus class. Uh, that was taught is pro- I don't remember the number of people, but I'm going to say it was probably, no more than no more than 20 mm-hmm. and uh I, it seemed like to me that i was um, pretty nervous when i went in okay yeah because it's actually funny that yours was a math class because my first class is going to be a math class as well um and it's at eight i think or somewhere close it's really hard to read the schedule because it's like it's got these blocks and these lines and then it's like um, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and then some of the blocks will be like offset, but there's no other ticks to kind of tell. So I kind of go by fifteen minutes. So that's why I'm assuming I'm done by twelve forty-five because it's almost at one, but it's like not there. I don't know. It's so I don't. I'll have to look again. I don't know exactly when I start. It's somewhere around eight. Let me let me mention one thing that just popped up. When we got ready to register for classes, mm-hmm. uh, the registration, you got to realize now that computers, uh, the, you know, there was basically uh, no computers at that time. Yeah. So when you got ready to register for class, we they had the gymnasium set up. And so each professor or let's let's just say that there was a representative who was there for math chemistry history yada 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 mm-hmm. and in front of this person was what they i don't know that you've ever seen them but they were computer cards that were 
punched, uh, that would be fed into this thing and the computer would pick up some information. Oh, uh, I mean, this is a very primitive computer. It's almost like a punch card. Mm-hmm. So you would go over to, uh, math, for example, and you would ask for this particular math and they would hand you a card. Now, they only had X number of cards. So if you got there and you asked for that math card and they had already given them out, you were out of luck. You had to then find something to fill in. Oh, so you, okay. So you got a card for each class that you were going to take. And then you would take it to the registrar. And then they would do something to it and 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 that would be your particular schedule for the semester. Oh, was, I mean, okay. You know, where y'all register online on computer and things like that, it wasn't that. It was all basically manual. Yeah, yeah, because so, yeah, how we did it is we just went on a website and we kind of had our list of stuff we needed. Um, and... Uh, and then I kind of just like try to find the class and then I could build my own schedule by clicking on ones wh- and you can find out when they're available and then you just kind of build your own schedule for that. Uh, Must be time. nice. Yeah, it was, it was, I will say though, it was kind of confusing though. Um, I'm sure it'll be easier next year now that I know how to do it, but I feel like maybe going and doing the card thing might've been a bit easier at first you know but definitely the computer is much easier now i mean it was so primitive it was unbelievable but it got it done (laughs) yeah um so did you so it was like uh how would it put it like how would you like line up your schedule with it um you, you basically would just, you, you knew what you had to take. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, you had classes, for example, you had to take English. Mm-hmm. Or I say English, literature, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You had to take a math. And uh, in our school, you had to take religion. Oh, because it was a Methodist school. Right. And okay. history and things like that. So you knew the classes that you had to take and then uh, you just hoped that you could, you know, that you could get the time you wanted in a, say for example, math class. Uh And it was, it was like I say, very primitive and sometimes very uh, uh, just, you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So I didn't even think about religion. Um, being in class, uh, so it was kind of like when elementary where I went when we had to do like we had really, and then if I would have stayed in the the high school, then we what I what is the difference between religion and theology? Well, I think uh, I can I think that theology looks at the many many different uh, types of religion. Mm, okay. Uh, you know, the, I mean, there's a, a hundreds of them all over the, uh, it's no telling how many there are in the United States. I mean, you've got 
Mormons there, we we don't have them out here, almost none. Yeah. You know, Catholics, Protestants, things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, our religion class turned out basically to be a history class of the Bible. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't, they weren't teaching you a religion. They were looking at basically the Bible and, you know, the history part of that. Um, and it's a little interesting and sometimes it was a little bit boring, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cause so how the, the elementary and middle school or whatever was like is it was, uh, you had religion class and then once you got to the high school, it would be theology. So it would change mm-hmm. and it was, it was really weird. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about you having to go. That's funny that they require that out there i mean it makes sense but yeah yeah so um so then so you said you your college was for two years right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so so it was only semesters when you pick stuff out right right so okay um so then what did you do after the two years like was that were you done with college or no, we got a an associate degree, which is a two year degree, and then you know the, I went on to uh, a, a four year college, uh, and I ended up at uh, East Tennessee State University, which is you know I was I lived in Virginia, but my brother and myself found that this East Tennessee school was extremely cheap, quite a bit cheaper than any uh, Virginia college that we could get into. Mm-hmm. So we ended up going to East Tennessee state and that's where we, uh, graduated. Okay. Uh, he graduated in, uh, psychology and I graduated in chemistry. Okay. So, so after the two years, you, um, <coughs> sorry, you, you, you and your brother, so you guys went together then. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you and your brother went to East Tennessee State. Was the, so was the like registration similar to the yeah, last? Believe it, believe it or not, it was almost identical. <laughs> nice. I mean, you, you got the little card. I mean, it was a computer card. It was about uh, five inches long and about two and a half inches high, and it had a little squares or whatever punched out of it so they could run it through some kind of reader but mm-hmm. it, it was almost identical to that although they didn't require you know eight o'clock class i mean you could take what you wanted to which i did but um they were you know they they had so much more to offer yeah yeah oh that that's crazy so yeah. so then i'm assuming you guys stayed in a dorm there um well let, uh, we st- I stayed um, when I got there. My brother, well, he he actually went a half a semester before I did. Okay, down there, and he had rented a uh, a little trailer, a house trailer. Okay, it was a single wide, and he was uh, living with a uh, one of our friends that we had made at uh, junior college, and. Uh, I moved in with them, uh, which was pretty tight, but we had that little trailer and uh, we were right on the side of a railroad track. So mm-hmm. uh, it was so close you could hear people talking on the train when it went by. 
but <laughs> we uh, we stayed there, and then we rented a house um, from a lady, uh, and then another year we rented another trailer in a um, a big trailer park. Okay, and, so. You... Um, we never, the only time I ever stayed in the dorm at the four-year college is when I was there for one summer school. Mm, okay. So so you guys stayed off campus on in right. a trailer park. You guys were trailer right. park boys. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's fun. So, And so you stayed in the trailer park all four years? Uh, we had, of course, we didn't, we were there for just two more years. Oh, okay. So, sorry, I thought it was two years and then four years, but it's two and two. No, okay. two and two, yeah, because we had our associate, then we got that. And, yeah, we moved, um, I guess, three times um, while we were there, two in trailers and one in a house. But we were we were pretty good ways off campus. I mean, it was, uh, I forget how many miles it was, but uh, we had to drive in each day. And we only had one car between us, so we had to try to, you know, work it out so that we uh, both of us had some transportation and things. Yeah. Um. So okay, that I mean, it makes sense that you guys um stayed off campus by that point. I feel like um, once you stay on campus for a little, <clears throat> you you're probably good to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that's what, that's my plan. At least I, I want to stay on campus for a little bit. So I kind of get the full experience and then kind of move off and, and live somewhere around it. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. That is a way to go. And if I, if I pursue the automotive, which, which is the plan, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, where all the automotive stuff is, is it's like 20, 30 minutes away from me. Um, so like I, the first year I'm going to have to do a few things on the the actual campus, like math and all this other stuff. And then, but after that, I'm basically going to be over at that other campus for automotive. So I was thinking like, might as well like stay down there if I keep going. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world there. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then get some like friends or something to rent there like we all just pay you know for it yeah but yeah, yeah that's that's what it meant. yeah that's kind of that's kind of my plan for it so then what kind of classes did you take at this next one was it just all chemistry based yeah my majority of my uh required had already been taken care of and so um The majority of my day was full of chemistry and science and some math. Mm -hmm. And um, later, as and and it was you know like organic chemistry and atomic chemistry, um, inorganic, all of these that are specialized. And sometimes I remember one chemistry class we had three people in, not because I mean there was a big population in in college, but. It was just a specialized type of chemistry. Mm. And so uh, now that was the time that uh, as I got into my senior year, I realized that I had uh, only a few more chemistry classes to take. And I had to fill out the rest. You know, I had to get a number of hours to graduate. 
So that's when I got into uh, uh, history. I just got to the point that I really, really enjoyed history. Nice, nice. Um, so it was chemistry and history. They rhyme. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So that that's really cool. And so you finish with a, is it a bachelor? What's a, what's the bachelor's called? A BS or bachelor's degree, yeah. Well, like, but is it like bachelor's of science, bachelor's of, like, is yeah, it yeah, named yeah. something special? Yeah. Yeah, you can get a bachelor of science, a bachelor of arts. So mine was a science. Okay, nice. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. You can get know. either a you can get a BS or a BA. I'm not sure if that's still true, but uh, Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Science. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah that that makes a lot more sense. So in total, over your your whole college, you um you went for four years. Um, right. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, and then, what year did you graduate? I graduated from uh, college in 71. Okay. Um, I think the first part of, uh, I think it was maybe December 71. Oh, um, in December. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Why December? Because when your school started September? Well, <clears throat> we had a little blip in there when I went to, um, when I left, um, Parham College, I uh, um, went to Virginia Tech, uh-huh. and uh, that just didn't work out um, for me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I decided then to uh, go on to greener pastures. So I lost like a uh, uh, you know a, sem a whole semester there. Okay, so so that's why you ended up having to do like an one extra semester before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. So what and was can I offer can I offer that my excuse for not for dropping uh, getting out of Virginia Tech? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, when, uh, it, this is where you need a good guidance counselor. I when I signed up they signed sent they put me into honors physics, honors chemistry. I had a uh, calculus class a german language class and something else and uh, i did fire i did okay in the chemistry and i did okay in the physics but the uh the german because they thought because you were a chemistry science major that you needed to have german in your <laughs> background <laughs> now that just blows my but you know i I spent a whole semester, and uh, I, I didn't even learn but one word. That was sauerkraut. I mean, that was just, I mean, that was bad. <laughs> but so, it was horrible. So that's why So that's why you dropped this, because of German? Well, it was German, and just, you know, it was just too much. I mean, I had too many honors classes at that particular time. Oh. I just couldn't keep up with the stuff, so. Yeah. I mean, that, that's my story, and I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> so is was the tech college because the one so the tech colleges around here are kind of like on your own based um it's kind of like you kind of work at your own pace um no. yours was more like basic school class stuff yeah they they were more into 
uh, architecture, uh, any of your big sciences and things. And, um, you know, they had other classes too and things like that, but it was a big time four year college. Okay. And, uh, they even had a, they even had a military part of it. Um, uh, <laughs> that, uh, if you were in, you, you were in the, uh, cadet corps. And, uh, I, I opted out of that because I had already had two years of school. But if you, if you enrolled the first year at Virginia tech, you were in the cadet corps, you know, you dressed like a cadet and learned how to do all this stuff. But I, I got to, so I didn't have to do that. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. Cause yeah. So I've been to a tech college. I've done courses from tech, the tech colleges here. I'm, I'm speaking for the only one I went to not for more in more here, but, um, the one I went to was all like based on your pace, and I I couldn't stand that. I it's just hard for me to get get moving. Right, right. So that's that was my reasoning for dropping that. I I just couldn't do it on my. I needed someone to push me, and then I'll I'll keep up. You know. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So so once you graduated, what did you do after? Did you go straight into working? Well, right after I graduated, um, I, at that particular time, the the military, all the branches were drafting people because at that time that was the you know that was the beginning of the Vietnam War. Oh yeah. So you were required when you turned, I think it was eighteen at that time, to sign up at the selective service board Mm -hmm. and um then you were drafted and and um uh, there's a little history there um the one time they went into like um they assigned your birthday a number and they drew out these things these numbers however many they needed you know to draft and um Mine was 220 and uh, because of my birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, the next year, they did that type of drawing, too, and mine stayed at 220. But anyway, they would then draft from those numbers. And so uh, my number, uh, I would have been drafted the day I left out of college uh, because I had gotten a deferment. If you were in college and you were a full-time student, you could get a deferment from the military. So I did while I was in school. So the day that um, I graduated, I would have been drafted or, you know, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. So uh, I joined um, uh, I joined the National Guard and went to right out of college. I went right directly into uh, basic training at Fort Polk, Louisiana. And I was there for, um, six months. I did basic training and advanced infantry training. Okay. I was in the, uh, mortar section. We were, we fired 81 millimeter mortars, but anyway, that took me into, um, into June. I think I got back in June and, um, mm. then somebody wanted to get married and uh, so this, that happened, uh, the <laughs> marriage took place with my 
bride 56 years, no, 51 years ago. <laughs> nice. And so, yeah. And uh, so then next, I, um, when I got back from basic training, I worked with my father in construction, and then I got a job teaching school. Okay. At uh, the local high school, uh, actually junior high, where my bride was had been teaching two or three years. And I taught uh, basic math and science. Mm. And as a little note, the my, I made $6,300 a year was my pay. And your grandmother made $6,800 a year. Oh. So... Being a math teacher that I was, I added 68 and 6,300 together and came to the conclusion, something has got to give. <laughs> so the next year when we started uh, to teach school, I started putting some feelers out, uh, you know, to see if there's any anybody in the world that paid more than $6,300. Yeah. And the local textile company, which was just a small little plant in town, that the only thing they did was make flat sheets. They paid $10,000 a year. So oh, guess man. where I ended up? Textiles. So, mm-hmm. that That's crazy. Um, because it, it kind of took you a while to get back to your degree, you know? It did. Um, it did. And... I've always found it funny. It's so one of it seems like this happens a lot where you go for one thing and then kind of something takes you somewhere completely different. Um, but I've I've always been told to kind of like take your opportunities and you like even if you don't know what you're going to do, take the opportunities you have and somewhere along the way you're going to find what uh, you were destined to do or whatever. Um and it's kind of crazy hearing like people's stories because it it's exactly like if you take the different you don't know where you're going to head and then you end up back where you're supposed to be. I agree. I, and the thing you got to realize is you're taking a journey and you're going to have a sometimes a really nice scenic journey. And then sometimes it's not going to be so nice, but you start to build off of that. You then find out, I don't want to do something. I, I, I a little bit enjoyed the teaching, but I found out that that was not what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so you just move on. And, you know, I went in textiles. I was actually a supervisor for a while. Then I, then I changed, I was transferred to a lab, which then I used my chemistry mm-hmm. in the textile lab and ended up in management and then eventually left textiles altogether and went to a chemical company and that's what I re- who I retired from doing nothing but chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, so it took you a, a bit to get to where you needed, but you got there. So so um oh, what was I So do you think if you didn't do the teaching, do you think you would have found the textiles or um uh, I know it was big around that time anyway, so you might have found your way but do you think it would have taken a bit longer to get to where you were? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, the neat thing is, you know, you're sort of wandering mm-hmm. around trying to do this and you're doing that. And then you get up to the 
mountain peak and you look back and you say, if I had only known that this mountain peak existed, I would have been here much earlier. And I, when I got into chemistry, I've said a million times, if I had known this job existed when I got out of college, I would have started right here and stayed with it forever. Yeah. But it's just, just part of your journey, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm going with the intent of automotive, and I'm hoping, it, I'm hoping like, things open up along the way, because I don't think I want to do automotive completely. Um, I think it's definitely just the start, but I kind of just want to see where I get taken um, and where I go from there. Yeah, I mean, you go to automotive, and then, then what do you do? I mean, is it repair? Is it design? Is it sales? Is it, you know, what is it in automotive? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a million different things there, and that's... Uh, that's that's what I found too, and it's just part of the journey. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely, I I definitely will end up finding my way. Yeah, because oh yeah, I I think I'm also gonna try to get some business classes in, um, and so that way, like, I'm doing business, and so maybe I can run my own company or something someday. You know. Um, okay. I, I just, I don't know yet. Well, you know, the hard thing, I mean, I could ask you what would be your ideal job? Well, that, that's, that's very difficult to, to say right now. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have no clue. I, I just, I'm automotives. All I can say. Right. But it's definitely not what I want to do the rest of the time, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, uh, I mean, Oh no, you go. Well, you, you, you're going to look around and you're going to find people that have got a particular degree. They went to school for this and they are doing something 180 degrees, totally different and yeah. enjoying it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like your grandmother, she started out in physical education and which is so funny. It and ended up teaching physical science to ninth graders and she absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I I don't know. I think the big thing is to just be open-minded and sort of go in the way that makes you feel good. Mhm. Mm and uh I don't know, I don't know maybe that's not a good advice but uh but anyway, you just got to be open-minded. I know that. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Like, if you stay open-minded, it you're able to kind of find. It allows the doors to be open to get you right. to the exactly. place. Exactly. Um, and you know, people are going to say, "Well, you ought to do this, and you ought to do that." Well, you know, down deep in your heart, you know, you basically somewhat know what you would like to do. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I I totally agree. Um, well, anyways, um, thank you for coming on. Uh, 
it it was definitely really fun and kind of fun to compare uh like our my coming up college experience to what you experienced beforehand um and uh so every time i have a guest on the show um i do like them to give like a weekly recommendation because every episode i give a weekly recommendation so it's kind of fun to see what other people recommend for that for you know what's happening over there well let, let me say right now that i am a history buff <laughs> and i am not a and i do i've read quite a bit of fiction as you mentioned earlier mm-hmm but in my stage of life, which is, I don't know what stage I'm in, but anyway, <laughs> I enjoy history. And what I started doing was reading one book about every president. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what you can learn about uh, early times. And then you'll start, I mean, I start remembering, uh, as I can remember Eisenhower as a president. And mm-hmm. then on up, and um, then I get sidetracked. This this is the problem. I, in history, I get sidetracked. Right now, um, I'm reading uh, a, a book. It's a really small book, but it's it's interesting. It's uh, the Rachel Plummer narrative. This was a back in uh, around 1840 or so. The Indians were. Uh, provoked by the soldiers and things. And they went in and basically destroyed a fort and took prisoners. And this lady, Rachel Palmer was taken by the Indians and she lived with them for about 27 years. And she has written uh, her, I guess, remember what she remembered of the time. And I, I'm finding that to be, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I would like to um, to mention is at the same time I'm reading, uh, I, I'm fascinated at this particular time about um, the Western movement moving from the eastern part of the United States over westward. And uh, I'm reading The Woman's Diary of the Westward Journey. And this is about going across the Oregon Trail and it's from it's a lot of diary uh, information that these women wrote, and what they were responsible for during the travel, and it it just blow your mind. I mean, if you think about just going from your home down to Smith's on a wagon pulled by four oxen, <laughs> um, you know that's uh, something to think about. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, but anyway, it, it, those things is what I read, and um, it's it's just I would recommend anybody read it, and you know, just see what life was back at that particular time. Yeah, that that sounds super cool. I see. I've been fairly interested in the Oregon Trail, and I rarely read nonfiction because I can't. I just can't like stay into it. I get like bored at points, but um, that diary book does sound pretty cool and it and you sold it really well because i want to read it now yeah it's it's i enjoy things like that yeah that that does sound pretty sick um so 
but yeah, so you guys should go definitely check out those books that he recommended or even anything based around that um, that he was talking about because uh, you might you might learn something cool. Um, it would definitely yeah. be fun a fun read for you guys. Um, recommend. When okay, this is this is way off topic, but when you were um, talking about like taking a wagon to Smith's, I don't know why it, it made me think of this. But uh, there is this truck that was coming up. You know that steep hill uh, coming up to my house? Um, yeah. Well, so there was this truck pulling this massive trailer on the back. That's kind of what I wagon and the truck was the horse, I guess. Anyways, because I was like, I don't think I'd even be able to make it up that hill on a horse and wagon. But um, they uh, they're pulling this super heavy trailer and they get to the top and they the truck catches on fire yeah and uh i didn't see it happen i guess mom and dad were around kind of when it like started um but yeah yeah, fire people had to come put out the truck and then they had to get a tow truck to pull it the rest of the way up it got up the hill but you know once you get up the hill it's kind of like a slight incline up to that stop sign it was like kind of in between that area and it needed to be pulled out of the way. But uh, yeah, I the only part I saw, because we went shopping a little while after and we went the same way, but down. And uh, they were finally towing it out. And uh, like the whole front, it was a white truck and the whole front was just black. And uh, it was it was crazy. I don't even know like... Like, if that would have happened, I don't even know how I would have reacted. Um, exactly. I don't know what they even did. Let me let me, let me me mention one thing. This might be a little bit off the subject, too, but just thinking back. And uh-huh. you're sitting here talking to your grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I knew my grandfather really well. He was born in uh, 1896. Mm-hmm. And when he traveled, when he was a young person he had basically two three options one he walked one he rode a horse or he rode a horse and wagon now you know and we have gone from basically walking to now you got a car Mm -hmm. and you drive it anywhere you want to and it's nothing you know if you want to go 10 15 miles 20 miles, you jump in and then there's nothing to it. Yeah. But you think back at the turn of the century, if you wanted to go, let's say eight or 10 miles, it's going to take you all day to walk that long. Yeah. That, that is crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, that's why I like history so much, but anyway, you know, just, just in our family and your family that, uh, you know, your, your relatives, your, your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine having to walk everywhere because how do you get anything done? Exactly. I guess, but like everything, you're kind of used to it and you, I, and I'm sure like at that point it was never like, Oh, there's something better, you know? That's right. You didn't know any better. I mean, the cars weren't even around, you know, I wish I had, talk to him and and ask him when he saw his first car. Mm-hmm. You know, and that 
but I'm sure 1896. I'm, <laughs> Go ahead. I, well, I'm sure when the first car came out, everyone was like, "This is crazy." Yeah. And it's yeah. only going like 10 miles an hour, not even. And you know, and then you just think about this: you you see the first car, you say, "Okay, the car is here," but you know, we don't have service stations. Yeah. To put gas in and say, now. We've got all these battery-operated cars that are coming on board quickly. Mm-hmm. And do we ha- do we have charging stations? That's I mean, true. If I, were, you know, we travel from Anderson, South Carolina, to Virginia quite often, three hundred miles. Now, question I have to my mind: If I'm driving a battery-operated car. How often do I need to stop? I may not have to stop, but let's say if I, how often do I stop and where do I charge my car? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's probably, especially since it's all new, like, I don't know how you know where they're at. Right. It's the same thing with what they went through. You know, here's a car, but where am I going to get gasoline? Yeah. Yeah. what are the the roads are not built for cars? They're built for horses and wagons. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so. they were probably so <laughs> rough, and I'm sure there wasn't that much suspension. Right. So you know, you, you start. I mean, it's a lot of analogies but, that you can look at and things. It's it's really interesting. Yeah it it definitely is. I <laughs> this makes me want to like read more history, but I don't know. If it would turn out the same, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with grapes of wrath and see how that goes. And think when you get to be a grandfather, what is it going to be like at that particular time? You know, and Mm -hmm. you're going to say, you know, when I was growing up, we just had this little old car. It's called a Subaru. And we put gasoline in it. You know, it was, Four dollars a gallon and all this other stuff. It's ridiculous. It is. Well, okay, we were getting way off topic, but I don't care. The uh, what was the price of gas? You were telling me about the other day. I had to do a little. I had to do a little research because I had to give a little talk at our class reunion, our fifty-six class reunion. In nineteen sixty-six, the cost of ga- the price of gasoline was about 18 or 19 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, also, if you could find a McDonald's, and I'm saying if, there was none in our area, but if you could, you could buy you a burger for 15 cents. Oh, man, and now they're like, what is it? <laughs> How much are they? Uh, I don't even know, but, yeah. that. Yeah. And, but... What I like, I find so hard to process is like, even though that's so cheap, it's still somehow kind of the same. Yeah. Because like yeah, inflation is. or something, uh, or what? What is it that makes it? I don't know. But inflation. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me let me mention one other thing. You told me how much you made the other day while I was working. Uh, up until I guess I was almost going to college. Uh, I was working for 50 cents an hour. <laughs> yeah, see, it it just makes it makes no sense to me because that seems like nothing now. Right. Right. 
And let me mention this. We, uh, your grandmother's doing a lot of research uh, on our, our elementary school that uh, we went to. And I'd like to do a podcast with you concerning that one time. Uh-huh. But uh, they had in the back of the teacher's registers how much they made per per month, per year. This mm-hmm. was in 1934, 35. They were making $65 a month. Oh, um, what was it? I did the math on how much that was a day. I can't remember. It was like $16 <laughs> a day, was it? So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. No. You know, and and I, don't, I guess they were probably paid as well as anybody almost. Yeah, I don't get how you could work for that. And then, like, my, my mind just thinks, like, inflation. But I can't – I just can't picture yeah. it in my mind, like, how that could mm-hmm. translate. But That's right. It's crazy. It's so yeah. crazy. We'll, we'll definitely have to get another topic and have you back on and also have um, uh, Nana on as well. Yeah. And we can we can have a talk about some other things. But uh, yeah, for now, I think we could probably end it here. Thanks for uh, coming on the show, especially at such short notice. Well, this has been fantastic, I will say. This is more fun than I ever thought it would be. And I appreciate you giving me a call and asking me to be on. Yeah, because, well, so if you guys... Basically, what happened is I woke up this morning. I'm trying to think of ideas. I'm like, you know what? I should have him on. I call him. Um, I ask him what he's doing. And then like an hour later, we, we sat down to do this. So, um, yeah, it was pretty short notice, but I'm glad you did it because it was definitely fun. But um, Fantastic. yeah, so that's going to be it for this episode. Um, definitely stick around for next episode. Um, it's going to be great. Um, But uh, anyways, I'll talk at you guys next week.